Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you'll find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows to do the same. This is not a grief group. This is your journey. This may just show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and of The Widow Coach, and I'm a professionally certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey back to who you are begin. You are listening to Episode 74, Don't Tell Yourself Your Life Is Over. Welcome back, my friends. We're heading into spring as I podcast this. Oh, never mind that it's ice and snow and rain all at once outside my window. (laughs) March is coming in like a lion, so it is sure to go out like a lamb. Something to be glad of this messy morning out there. And just as I started trying to podcast this for you guys, I started sneezing and I paused it about 10 times. I finally said, stop. I had to put on my bathrobe, get warm so that I can stop sneezing. So hopefully I can get through this without sneezing in your ears. Have you been feeling like your life is over since your husband passed away? I cannot tell you the number of times I've been told this or read posts on Facebook that basically say different variations of the same thing. I read things like, no one will ever love me like that again, or I will never love again, which is basically because you think no one will ever love you again. I read, I will never be happy again. I feel lost constantly. Uh, One said, I died that day too. And finally, there was one that said, um, I am empty and alone. I don't function. I don't eat. I just want to feel good again and have some energy. When you're telling yourself your life is over, your mind begins to look for evidence in your life to prove to you that your life is over. And it finds evidence, lots of it. Why? Because your mind likes to be right. We like to be right, (laughs) okay? And if your mind is thinking your life is over, that's what it's going to find evidence of. And it's going to find it because that's only what it's looking for. It's going to ignore any other evidence out there in your life. I've been focusing a lot on working with confirmation bias this month. Confirmation bias is not something I made up. It's not something new. It's been um, written about for a long, long time. I remember reading about this in modern psychology books years ago. Let me tell you what confirmation bias is if you've not heard this term before. Okay, Confirmation bias is the tendency to process information by looking for or interpreting information that's consistent with what you believe. 
this biased approach to decision-making is pretty much unintentional, right? This is in your subconscious. It often results in ignoring any information that doesn't line up with what you believe. Existing beliefs can include your expectations in a given situation or any predictions about a particular outcome. Now, if that sounds like gobbledygook, let me give you an example. Not to get political, but pick a president, any president. Okay, because it doesn't matter if you're thinking about um, President Trump or if you're thinking about President Clinton or President Bush or President Reagan. Here's what happens with the president. When a president is elected, the news sources that support that president's party or perhaps have beliefs that line up with that president's party will report on that president fairly favorably. Okay? The news agencies that have beliefs that line up with the opposing party will report the same stories but they will report them from a more negative viewpoint. You can see this happening today. You can look back at different news stories in the past and see this. It is true that whoever is doing the reporting, and they don't even have to be doing this intentionally. It's not like they're going out there and saying, we are intentionally only going to report bad stuff on the president, or we are only going to report good stuff about the president. They will, as a matter of fact, both be reporting the same facts of the story, except they won't give you the facts in the same way because it's colored by their beliefs. Okay? They are looking for evidence. It's a biased, a subconscious bias in how they present that information. If you believe that you will never be able to lose excess weight, for example, you will find all the reasons around you that this is true. You will, your brain will say your family tends to be overweight, your thyroid is probably sluggish, you can't exercise enough, right? Maybe due to injuries or illness or because you have no time, because you have kids, on and on. Your brain will look for all the evidence it can find in your life to prove that you'll never be able to lose any excess weight. But if you begin thinking that you could absolutely take off weight and keep it off, your brain will start collecting evidence to prove that. Like, oh yeah, I lost weight in the past. And I know a friend of mine who did it. She looks fantastic right now. She was just eating right and doing Zumba or whatever. Or maybe you have the thought, gee, as a kid, I wasn't overweight. What happened? Why can't I go back to being just like I was then when I was not overweight? Your brain starts finding all the evidence to support your new belief. So that's a little bit how this works. Let me give you some of the background on this. Confirmation bias. It's an example of how humans process information in an illogical biased manner. Many factors of this people are unaware of 
that they their information processing is being influenced. One explanation for this, um, why we are susceptible to confirmation bias, is that it's a really efficient way to process information. We are bombarded with so much information, like social media, and we can't possibly take the time to carefully process every single piece of information to form an unbiased conclusion. So to be efficient, which our brains also like to be efficient, we will just process the information that is biased in the direction we're already believing. We will just limit it to the information that supports our own viewpoint. That way we can process the information quickly to protect ourselves from harm, which is a lot of what our brain does. I've talked about this on past episodes, how our brain will just tell you anything new is a terrible idea and that you should get back in the cave and stay there where it's safe. Same thing. Another reason people show confirmation bias is to protect their own self-esteem. People like to feel good about themselves and discovering a belief they highly value is incorrect. If they, if you discover a belief that you highly value, that it's incorrect, it's going to make you feel bad about yourself. Okay? People will seek information that supports their existing belief. This happens in the context of decision-making, right? Once you make a decision about something, you will look for information in your life that supports the decision you made. You become um, confirmation-biased, towards the direction of the decision you just made. You will give special treatment to any information that supports the belief you just made. We do that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying we do that. We should be aware of it. It also surfaces in people's tendency to look for positive instances when seeking information to support your expectations, you will look for positive evidence that confirms it true. Right? The importance of a confirmation bias is because it's going to lead you to hold strongly to true beliefs and strongly to false beliefs. Give more weight to information that supports the belief that you have right now than is warranted by the evidence. There will be evidence out there either way for you, but you are only going to pull in the evidence that supports your belief right now. And people be, can become so overconfident in their beliefs because they've accumulated so much evidence to support their belief. Now they're like, it's just not what I'm thinking. This has to be a fact. But the truth is their brain has only collected the information to support that fact. Any information that doesn't support it, the brain just ignored and blocked that out. So here is the deal. The same bias is working with your brain if you tell yourself your life is over. 
If you tell yourself, I will never be happy again, my life is over, I wish I had died that day too, that's the bias that your brain is looking to confirm. Your brain is going to look at your life to give you all the reasons why your life is over and you'll never be happy again and you'll never love anyone again. No one will ever love you again. All those things. Your brain will find evidence, proof positive for you to convince you that it's a fact when it is not a fact. It's your thought. It's your thinking. If you choose to think that you could find who you are again and have a new future for yourself, if you choose to think, I can go forward in this, I'll never get over him, I'll never forget about him, for sure, but I can go forward. Your brain will begin seeking evidence to prove to you that you can go forward. It's an amazing thing. The first step, though, is to recognize what your confirmation bias is right now. What are you telling yourself? What are you looking to confirm in your life every day to prove to yourself so you can hold on to that belief that you'll never be happy again? Find your bias. Then decide if you want to change that bias. Decide if you want to be able to feel happy again. Because you can. Even while you miss your husband, I still miss Jim. It's been three years for me now. I still miss him all the time. Things come up that make me miss him. But I'm happy with my life right now. I'm very happy with who I am right now. And my brain can find lots of evidence in my world around me to prove that I'm happy with my life right now. It's kind of an awesome thing, you guys. It's an awesome thing. So start looking for your biases, whether it's a bias about how you think you will never be happy again, the example I gave you, if you struggle with weight loss, you have a bias that tells you you have to struggle with your weight. Your brain finds all this confirmation that you have to struggle. Take a look at what you are telling yourself and decide if you would choose to tell yourself something differently. Start changing the direction of the bias in your mind. Start finding evidence in your life to prove out the result that you would like to have for yourself. There's the power. That's why don't tell yourself your life is over because it's not. You're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, you still have something to do on this planet. And the truth is, this planet can be an amazing place if you choose to confirm that with your bias. 
So get out there, find some joy in your life. Find the proof in your life that you can have joy again. That's the secret. And hey, go check out my books on Amazon if you haven't looked at them yet. Widowed is available in paperback in stores. You can get it on Amazon. You can go online with Barnes & Noble or go into your local store. And if it's not there, ask for it. The Widow Coach is also available now in both Kindle and paperback on Amazon. It's my latest book that talks about life coaching for widows, which I found to be a powerful thing. That's why I do this. All right, you guys, remember spring. If you are listening to this right now and not hearing it down the road, if you are at the beginning of March, spring is right around the corner. And let's go look for evidence of that. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time.